Sports Information Director for the MCA Conference. So we got with us Fred Smith, and Fred, uh, you're part of that 19 vote council up there, the uh, Politburo, as they used to call it back in the day. <laughs> yes, I am. It's uh, happy to be there. I represent junior high schools across the state. It's an elected position. Uh, when I came back to out of retirement, I that's what I did before retirement, so I chose to run again. It's um, I, I guess I enjoy keeping busy and enjoy um, contributions at the state level, so I'm happy to be back on the board. We just had our May meeting um, last weekend up in Gaylord where we make all the decisions to that will go in effect next year. And um, here, I mean, in the past, before I retired, I used to come on and, and I'd sit here and, and we'd be talking about it. I'd have to make a lot of cancellations. Um, Fortunately, during the, during the show, fortunately today at Bangor it's prom night, and I wish all our kids uh, the best of luck, but we don't schedule athletic events on the Friday and Saturday at prom if we can help it because they need time to get ready and, and, and enjoy their evening. So happy to be here. We had some big decisions this year. Matter of fact, I think the major one, the biggest one of change from the past, is we eliminated the travel limitation for Michigan schools. They used to have a 300-mile travel limit. Uh, when they went to play out-of-state schools um, at a join, that, that adjoin us. And um, where it really came into play, um, Minnesota, and some people say, well, Minnesota doesn't adjoin Michigan. Well, they're attached to Michigan via Lake Superior. And the UP schools will travel into Minnesota a lot, particularly to get football games. And um, I can remember once on the council getting a request for waiver from a school that um, – our travel limit was really 300 miles one way, and the school they wanted to go play was 325 miles, so they had to get a waiver to get approved, and, and we approved that. Well, we eliminated the 300-mile travel. You can travel anywhere in what we call our adjoining states, which are Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois. I know Illinois doesn't adjoin. They're somewhat adjoined by Lake Michigan, but you have to travel through Illinois to get to Wisconsin, so we added that. Um, Indiana, Ohio, and Ontario across the river from Detroit. You can travel anywhere in those states to play anybody that shows up. Um, you know, I, I looked at a unique thing, Houghton, which is a small school uh, hockey power up in the UP. It's about far north as you can get. They can now travel to Columbus for a hockey tournament, and it's a 1,500-mile round trip uh, without any problem. Um, the other unique thing about that rule is long as we're playing in Michigan or in any of the adjoining states, we can play anyone from across the country that chooses to travel there as long as they're a member of the state association. Sure. So you're uh, not talking about Oak Ridge coming We're in. not talking about Oak Ridge. We're not uh, talking Lalamere. about Lalamere. We're not talking about IMG. Yeah, those, these, are the, these are sports academies, and um, they do not belong to their state association. So, so they play the national level. Right, know. but um, there are some – Teams that um, play uh, belong to the state association. Some states don't have travel limits, so if they do, you know, if there's a big basketball tournament in Detroit or in Chicago, we we can now go and play those schools, and that is a big change from the history of the MHSAA. Um, Does that fall in line then with what other states are doing? Most likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think well. We we compare ourselves to every all the Big Ten states. What are they doing? Well, when we look at 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, he hasn't. I have to remind. Uh, I have to remind him of that when he uh, reminds us that right now we're the uh, we have the log- largest cap enrollment for Division Eight f- f- schools to participate. As, you know, but um, that that was the biggest change. Um, another big change that affects the undue influence rule um, is it's undue influence as a coach follows a high school or middle school student or friends him or on social any social media platform if he's not enrolled in your school. And then if he does enroll in, or she enrolls in your school and they're a, a, a good athlete, uh, the undue influence rule would kick in and they would be ineligible and you could the coach could get suspended for a few years. And um, But uh, that's, you know, coming up to times with social media. And I think it's more prevalent on the east side of the state, but, um, you know, it is a rule that we did have to put in place. Another rule that we put in place to close a loophole in the Lynx rule was um, homeschool students are now included in the Lynx rule for following a coach. Um, we had a case in Midland this year where they ended up hiring a homeschool coach and three kids off his homeschool team following them. But there's a loophole in the Lynx rule. Since they weren't enrolled in a member school, the Lynx rule didn't kick in. The, we now change the rule that the Lynx rule will now kick in for any student that follows the coach to a new job, and they would be ineligible. We'll take a quick break. When we can come back, we'll have more from Fred Smith on some of the big votes the MHSA had this past weekend on News Talk and Sports. Our free Brand Aid events, Tuesday, June 6th, or Wednesday, June 7th, during one of four available times. Register and get more details now at brandaidinfo.com. And welcome back to the Coaches Show here at Full Circle Cafe. Today's show brought to you by Full Circle Cafe. They're getting set up here for the Mother's Day uh, festivals here in downtown Seattle. Land for Mother's Day tomorrow. Nine Federal Credit Union, Siemens and Bridgman. Harris, Office Machines, Campbell, Ford, and Niles, and Morales, and Lawn Care. We're here with longtime AD and longtime member of the MHSA Council, 
some more uh, handbook changes that we were talking about. Yeah, a couple that affect local schools. One, middle school coaches are now, are now going to have to be uh, – schools have to test that they're certified in CPR. Up to this year, it was just high school coaches. And another one that affects um, – I know it affects us at Bangor uh, is when you have open gyms, particularly in basketball and volleyball, they can be um, grade level only. A high school open gym can only have high school kids from your school, and a middle school open gym can only have middle school kids from your school. Middle school kids from your school cannot participate in a high school open gym, and your high school open gym can't have kids from other schools participating. Uh, so those are a couple. When does, when does a student, let's say in eighth grade, officially become a freshman? When, he, when he's uh, enrolled or practices. No, no. Right. Once they're done with eighth grade, then they can go to the ninth grade summer stuff. Okay. What were some other of the uh, major changes? Well, there weren't many changes. The uh, uh, one thing I know of your interest that was defeated was there was a proposal from BCAM to seed a basketball tournament by region versus by district. Right now, we seed by district. We seed the top two teams with a theory that we want the top two teams in the district final. The other teams are drawn in. Um, they're listed alphabetically, then they're drawn numbers to where they will be assigned. And the first number out goes to the first alphabet. Um, BCAM was proposing putting all the teams in a regional group, seating one through 24. So in their perception, the top two teams um, would make the regional final. Local case, I think, of this year is D3 girls basketball, where uh, Buchanan and Brandywine met in the district final. I could make a case that Brandywine was the second-best team in the region this year because there are only three losses, which would be Buchanan all year. Yet they met in the district final. I'm sure that gym was packed. It was exciting. Um, but had they seeded by region, uh, Brandywine would have been moved to another district. And... Um, but when you actually put the numbers on paper, the big negative, um, they had a 90-mile travel limit when they're putting the teams together because they didn't want to. That, changes, <laughs> that changes it real quick. And of the 32 districts or 32 regions in Michigan, only 14 would have been a true region seed. The other 18 had been hybrid seeded because the schools were too far apart. And even with their proposal, uh, had it been in effect last year, Bangor, which was assigned to the Hartford district, which was probably, if you look at the seeds, certainly one of the weaker districts in D3. I think our highest seeded team was uh, had a 13th seed by the wow. by the NPR rankings. Um, but you know, Hartford's 10 miles away from Bangor, and had their seeding been in effect, they would have seeded us in Union City, which is 76 miles away from Bangor, and not an easy 76 mile drive. And you know, so it's just. Probably not a lot of fans. Yeah, well, no, as I told the representatives at Beacon there, um, fans were okay driving 12 miles to watch us lose, but driving two hours to watch us lose, they would have stayed home and watched it on Pixelot or, or something. But um, So it was defeated. Um, I, I mean, I liked the theory at first, thought maybe it was time, but when I actually looked at all the travel and the mileage, and that the biggest uh, thing that swayed my vote was 18 of the 32 regions were not true regions seated. They were, you know, they were two and two or one and three. So you still could have the top two teams in a district 
for that region just because they couldn't seed them one through 24. Did that, it's, it felt like that had that proposal had a chance to pass earlier when it came out, but then as it got closer to the Well, as you look at the details and that, that you know, it yeah, it did because of the travel. What was the, are you able to share what the vote was? The it was unanimous. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. The, the, no, it was, I mean, it was just a voice, voice vote. I don't know. They, I mean, no. I, you know, I mean, I think they knew it was coming because of all the feedback they had, and like they said, you know, they both had. I know one was a Grand Haven coach, and one was Traverse City St. Francis coach, and they had long drives to Gaylord for a 15-minute presentation that I think they knew was doomed from the start. In, in one not year. year, not that next year. They, they need a year to get their NPR system down, also a year to allow schools to schedule for the NPR because now that it's seated, you start questioning who you're going to play. And um, if, you want, if you're a decent team, you want to get a decent seed, and you will not get a decent seed um, playing in schools that are weaker. I mean, case in point, I'm looking at the soccer NPR, which I think the seeds come out this week. Ooh. I, yeah, they're tournaments in, in two weeks, I believe. Um, and in our region, uh, there's only one team with a winning record, 6-0-2, Kalamazoo Heritage. And uh, all the SAC schools have less wins than Bangor has, but are seeded higher NPR because of the league they play in. Sure. <laughs> and so, you know, if you're looking at seeds, you got to have a tougher schedule and got to play bigger schools. And, you know, we're... We are limited. We got to play the schools in our league first, and, and um, you know we do try to upgrade. And, and but that by delaying it a year, volleyball schools and coaches that uh, want to get tough seeds have a year to get their schedule in line, and also a year to um, for the MHSA to figure out how to work the NPR when you got tournaments and ties, and get some games to 25, some games to 21. Right. You know, a lot of uh, factors go into volleyball that are different than basketball. Uh, the other group that's looking for seeding is baseball, softball. <laughs> the biggest hold up there that they're trying to get coaches to do with NADs is to get their schedules on the MHSA page and enter scores. NPR is only as good as schools entering scores. And if they got to spend a lot of time chasing scores down, it um, makes it difficult. We'll take a quick break. Ah, springtime. Time to roll down the windows, crank up the tunes, and enjoy the ride with an auto loan from United Federal Credit Union. Whether you're looking for more room, more pep, or more ways to say way to go to your grad, when you ride with United, you'll get an awesome low rate and your choice of special limited time perks. So don't let this offer pass you by. Visit unitedfcu.com slash auto event today. United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Insured by NCUA. Equal Opportunity Lender. Normal? New normal? Just what does that mean anyway? This is Jeff Parrott from Parrot Company. We hear it all the time from our clients. There is no normal right now. Workflow, staffing issues, supply and service delays, then your copy or printer starts acting up. We find most of these issues are simply network or user related, but don't fret. 
our veteran support team will quickly troubleshoot and get your office back up and running fast, much faster than the out-of-town companies. Local service versus out-of-town service. Compare it to Parrot. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love, and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home, too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind, cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at FullCircle.com. See you soon. We love you. sure the air in your home is healthy for your family to breathe. Make sure you test your home for radon. It's easy. Just call 866-730-GREEN. Make it green, green, green. A message from the US EPA. Uh, some of the last ones are we uh, up the enrollment uh, guidelines for 7th and 8th graders to play on high school teams. <clears throat> now if your high school enrollment is 125 or less, you can use 8th graders. And if it's 75 or less, you can use 7th graders. <clears throat> we also up the um, officials' pay if they show up and the game gets canceled to half their half of their scheduled contract versus a third. Is this sort of like regular season games? Yes, regular season oh, games. Okay. Um, and a couple things that are in, I mean, we denied everything that football asked for, uh, which was um, one of them was eliminating the uh, special teams in their fifth quarter rule. Um, a couple of the things we're looking at in the future, uh, five divisions for sports that have more than 600 schools is on the talking table. It's real in the real early stages, but they are looking at it. And they're also like basketball. basketball, volleyball, track and field. Uh, there's 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 quite a few that have we have 750 schools in the state, so um, and then some of the future sports they're looking at they're going to re- look at hard this um, next year is adding boys volleyball and water polo. Um, the other thing that they're going to look at hard this year is they're still trying to see if there's anything out there that gets consensus support for the football playoffs. Uh, the latest one is called a hybrid model, where almost everybody gets in. Um, it's where, hopefully I get this right, eight teams from each region would get in, or each district, and the top two teams will have a bye, and uh, teams three through three through six would play each other, three would play six, and four would play five in the first round. Uh, that has some support. It's kind of a hybrid of everybody in or um, the current system. Some of the negative feedback I already got from talking to some of my colleagues is they're not real excited with the best teams getting a bye, getting healthy. It just kind of favors them. So 
but on their road. No, you don't want an eight playing a one. So, do you want an eight in the tournament? Right. You know, I mean, if they can't compete, do you really want them in? Well, um, we saw that in the year where the MHSC let everybody in with COVID. You had a lot of eights. Right. And, and, right. And I mean, I good friends with the Gull Lake football coach, and he reminds me that that COVID year, their last game was against St. Joe, and they got beat like fifty-five to nothing. And then because everyone's in, their first tournament game was St. Joe. <laughs> His kids didn't want to go back and play. They were ready to pack it in. Right. Some people don't realize that. Yeah, football's a different sport. <clears throat> yeah, you know, but when you lose fifty-five nothing, you might have a hard time walking and getting on the bus. Yep, yeah, and I mean, I and I, I don't know, not you know, picking on anybody, how much of a factor that was in Lakeshore not playing Saint. Was it Saint John's the year? COVID pause? No, there was a COVID pause year, and they picked it back up in January, oh, yeah, right, right. It, it, right before Christmas, and Lakeshore who had in the last regular season game got beaten by, I think it was St. John's, chose not to play him in the tournament. You know, and kids know. Um, so, I mean, those are some of the changes. That, the thing I think this council meeting showed is that the new MHSA is open to changes. They're not old and stagnant and um, stuck in their ways. And, um, you know, we, we do things what's best for kids. Probably two to three years. Well, you, I mean, you what got right. Well, that's right now is coming from the MHSA because BCAM has expressed an interest in it at times. I mean, you've had Sean Schrader on, who's proposed it many a times. Um, and when they when they study their enrollment numbers, they realize where the problem is. The problem is at the high end and at the low end. Um, like I think I mentioned before, there are five schools above 2,500 in the state of Michigan. There's like 16 above 2,000. Well, then you get the other ones that are classified in D1 that are down 12, 1,300, and they're competing against the biggest school in the state, East Kentwood, which is 2,906. Well, and you get that division, too. You get teams at 390. Yep. You know, so, uh, but... Um, you know, the average high school enrollment is 587, so I think we may swing back. We used to classify tournaments uh, by enrollment numbers, and then there's a big ter- push to make have the same number of teams in every division. I think the pendulum swinging back that classifying by enrollment numbers is better from better competition, and uh, so you may have divisions in the middle with more schools in their tournament than the top-end schools and the bottom-end schools. I mean, they're looking at capping Division Eight in football at 250. And uh, there's only 52 schools in the state that are 250 and below that play 11-man football. And uh, if 48 got into the tournament, as in the other divisions, then almost everybody in Division Eight 11-man football would be in the tournament. Uh, so they're recognizing that enrollment numbers do play a uh, factor in uh, schools' competitive balance. So you don't have to have 180 teams in every division to have a quality tournament. You know, you talk about a couple of new sports being added. You know, with uh, declining enrollment across the state of Michigan for most schools, you know, less school-age children, and adding more sports, and you talk about water polo. But see, the, the, all the big schools are playing water polo and men's volleyball. 
probably the, the the biggest one would probably be the girls' gymnastics. That one they struggle with, but with with co-ops and everything, um, I think they're staying alive. Um, you know, but they'll adjust that as they come. I haven't heard of dropping any. Typically, 64 is the number we need to add a sport. 64 schools sponsoring, and um, so then we continue to study and continue to do what's right for kids. Explain who's on this for our listeners. Who's on this council, and you know what makes up the council. All right, we have four members that represent Class A and B schools. Uh, one from Southwest Michigan, which is Chris Riker at Portage Northern, uh, Southeast Michigan, Mid Michigan, and the UP. You have four that represent CD schools uh, from those same locations. You have two statewide at large, two statewide junior high. Uh, you have a representative from the Department of Education, and we have four appointed positions to give the board uh, equity balance uh, between making sure we have superintendents and principals on it, making sure we have all uh, minorities represented. And um, so it's, it's a 19-member board, uh, of which I think 14 are elected positions, and those tend to be athletic directors. And then is there a, do the Class A schools get, say, more votes than the Class No, no, no. They're all equal across the board. There are four representatives of A and B schools on the board, and four representatives of C and D schools on the board. Oh, and then there's also a representative rep representing the Detroit Public League and a representative rep representing the non-public schools. And those are elected positions also. Anybody else in our area? Yeah, Chris Miller from Goebbels represents the CD schools. Okay. And how long are your terms? It's two-year terms. Okay. So. And how many years have you been on this? Well, I, I was on for 12 before I retired. Now I'm going to be on for two more. Um, depending on my health, uh, if I if I have a good year next year, I'll run again and commit to two two more years. Good for you. Yeah. Well, as always, Fred, we appreciate you coming on. We, uh, you know, your knowledge yeah. of what goes on in Michigan high school athletic sports far outreaches that which goes on at Bangor and the other high schools. We have a pretty good pulse on what's going on across. Well, thank you. Appreciate you being on and. Uh, I congratulate you on the charge on the challenge of going solo without <laughs> Phil here to help you with all this the technical issue. Technical <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, to the listeners at home, I'm going to make sure you can hear the uh, guests better than you can me. But this well. is why Phil's in the hall. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good morning. Thank okay, you. Thanks as always, Fred. Yep. We come back, we'll, we'll take, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have Joe Schmidt from Bering Spring Soccer, a couple of his players here on the Coaches Show. 94.9 Siemens and Bridgman has trucks. Over 60 new Ford and Ram pickup trucks are available in stock for immediate delivery. The inventory is great with a variety of colors, options, and engine choices. Still don't see what you want? Siemens sales team will find the right truck for you. Siemens has the best selection of new trucks in Berrien County. Why wait for an order truck when you can choose from a great variety of trucks in stock now? Great selection of both 2022 and 2023 models. See Siemens and Bridgman today. You'll be really glad you did. It's almost summertime in Southwest Michigan, and News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM and Great Lakes Pondscapes want to upgrade your outdoor space with the Back to the Backyard giveaway. 
It's presented by Great Lakes Pondscapes. Experience the Great Lakes Pondscapes lifestyle with support from Diamond Factory Service. Check out Diamond Factory's new used and scratch and dent appliance showroom on M139 in Benton Harbor. And Colby's Landscape Supplies, turning landscaping visions into reality. One lucky winner will upgrade their backyard with new patio furniture, a Weber grill, backyard fountain, fire pit, and a $200 grocery gift card. See when you can register at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. You can also see pictures of all the cool stuff that might end up in your backyard. The Back to the Backyard giveaway is presented by Great Lakes Pondscapes with support from Diamond Factory Service, Colby's Landscape Supplies, and 94.9 WSJM. Be aware of patchy fog this morning. Not a lot of sun this weekend, but still warm for Saturday. Highs reaching the upper 70s with a stray shower possible. Dropping to the mid-50s overnight with a few showers around. Scattered rain becomes more likely Sunday, only warming to the low to mid-60s. Rain clears out by the beginning of the work week. Highs Monday, upper 60s. Sun sticks around through Thursday. Temperatures reaching low 70s every day. Rain returns Friday. I'm WSBT meteorologist Jessica Burns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's safe to say that it's exceeded a lot of our expectations coming into it. It's definitely been a, a fun season. Uh, the girls have worked really, really hard, and it showed off on the field. They've, you know, we, we set some goals at the beginning of the season, and we're starting to accomplish some of those goals. We got ten wins, first time that we've won double-digit wins in in a season. They won conference for the first time um, in the program's history, and we're looking forward to. Hopefully, keeping this momentum rolling and, and heading into districts in a couple weeks. For you, what year number is this for you at Berrien Springs? This is my second season at Berrien Springs. My fourth year teaching there, but um, second season coaching, uh, and and the level of commitment and improvement that we've seen over the last couple of years has been a lot of fun to watch. And numbers wise, what, how many young ladies do you have on the team? On the team, on the varsity team, we have 23 players. Uh, we we are, are lucky. That's a lot, especially for we we do have a JV this season. We had a total of 37 girls come out uh, for for soccer. Some are are just learning the game still, and and so we're lucky enough to be able to roll a JV uh, schedule. I'd love to give them some more games, but it's hard to find some 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 games because a lot of teams are schools our size, excuse me, don't have uh, that JV opportunity right now. But it's a great problem to have because the girls are all improving. The JV girls won their first game of the season uh, this past week over South Haven. So really excited about where things are going. And we brought you brought with you a couple of uh, your, your main players here. We have Jay Kittleson, right? And then Sophia Payton. And maybe young ladies, you can tell us like, what positions are you playing? Uh, well, I play striker forward. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. I play uh, left wing, so I'm just on the side of the field going back and forth from defense to forward. For both you and young ladies, what grade are both of you? Uh, I'm we're, a senior. Yeah, we're both seniors. Okay. How, how satisfying has it has been for both of you to see the program grow from where it was to where it is now? You know, as Coach said, record number of wins, you got a conference title. Extremely satisfied. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool. Like, it's been not a rough couple of years. Well, my freshman season, our freshman season, mm-hmm. we both made varsity, and we were super excited about that. And then it was cut short because of COVID. But um, yeah, but yeah, definitely like coming back from COVID, it was rough at first. Like last season, it was awesome, but it was definitely still getting into the fix of things. And then this season has just been like really awesome like I'm kind of like taken aback I'm like oh my gosh this is awesome did both of you expect to have this type of season or has it been more of a surprise oh no it's been a pretty big surprise for me at least yeah it's it's definitely been a surprise I've seen a lot of like people grow like last year we had a lot of potential but I feel like this year was kind of a test whether that potential is going to take a step further and we're going to be successful this year or if it was going to be like I don't know. I was kind of nervous that we were just going to, you know, hope things were going to go good and then fall apart again. Yeah. What, what, what do you think has been then the key to go from, let's say, average to good for the Shamrock Definitely the communication between the girls and just our bonds with each other. We connect better as more of the teammates get along better. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, I feel like there's been a little more discipline, too, within each of the girls. Um... Like last year, I feel like there was kind of um, not a not a like. I feel like a lot of the girls couldn't differentiate like playing soccer and then just like kind of hanging out with their friends. And I feel like there's a lot of commitment even in the practice. I mean, there are times where girls are like, you know, it gets it's starting to get hotter. Like everybody's like kind of falling apart. But I feel like we're as a team, not even just the. Ca- not even just the captains, but also everybody is kind of taking initiative and working together and being like, you know what, if we want to win tomorrow's game or whatever, we got to, like, push and work hard today. Yeah. And with 23 players, I assume your practice is time to get free. Yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of um, 4v6, which is four defensive players and six offense players, and... We don't have a lot of defensive players, so it's a lot of like the same girls repeating and, and pushing for the ball, but yeah. I think it definitely helps our defense with that draw. Yeah, definitely. We yeah. It can get competitive, especially <laughs> because we're all girls. Sure, no, I get it. I had all daughters at home, I get it. Um, as you look back at the season so far, what game sticks out Oh, what team was it that we Oh, I think I think I think the most like you're asking like what the most like surprising game was or I honestly I feel like Dwajak. I we yeah well that was our last game in conference and I'm gonna be honest I was not expecting to win like it it starts with the girls. Well, I got a story. I got a story to tell about that game. That was really fun. Yeah, well, it's just like 
It was so nerve-wracking. I was like, I've never been more nervous for a game than Dwajek. It was just like, you know, and he was like being very poetic at the beginning. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I was walking in expecting to get mercy. Yeah. <laughs> that was my mindset. Okay. So that was that was a big game for us. And, and over the last couple of years, one of the things that I would say, and I, I'd say it to last year's team, I'd say it to, to any of the girls, when when we had expectations, and, and if, you, <laughs> if you're playing coaches speak bingo at home, I'm going to say, you know, we've been trying to establish a culture. And uh, over the years, whenever we had that pressure of expectation, it's been a struggle to, to stand up and, and reach it. What was cool about that particular game, and, and Sophia said I got poetic, uh, the former coach who kind of who started the program, Bailey Lau, uh, caught me up before the game, and she said, you know, 10 years ago, today on that day uh the program scored its first goal and i told the girls that you know i said wouldn't it be crazy if 10 years to the day we won our first conference title we were 2-0 and in conference we beaten brandywine and uh and buchanan and you know we had the the big the big monster Jack there um in our way and they scored first and it was it was it was crazy nikki burnham uh, was able to get the ball uh, just before halftime, and she she scored the equalizer. And Bailey, uh, Mrs. Lau, was there, and I've never seen this on the sideline before. Um, she was so excited up in the booth standing next to our athletic director, she asked the athletic director if she could announce who had scored the goal and everything like that. And when they when the players heard her voice, it was like for the first time, I've never seen this before as a coach. Like you could see the players just lock in and click, and it's like, okay, this is a big deal. Mrs. Lau's here, and and they they the focus was there. We carried that momentum into halftime, and then, you know, we talked about it at halftime. You know, this isn't going to be something that you're going to be given. You got to go out there and take it if you want it, and if you put in a high effort, you'll be there at the end. And to their credit, our senior captains here, to their credit, and to all the players, they they came out and they took it. They scored two goals and. Walked away with a 3 1 victory. It was a lot of fun. That's great. We'll take a quick break here from Coach Show on 941 WS. And when we come back, we'll have more. Figuring Springs, Lady Soccer on the Coaches Show. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love, and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home, too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind, cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at FullCircle.com. See you soon. We love you. You put in all the hours. You make the sacrifices. You're the jack of all trades who rolls up their sleeves, giving your heart and soul to best serve the customer. You, you're an independent local business owner. You drive our economy, which drives our country forward. And that is no small feat. It's the reason in 1958 we started our business here in Southwest Michigan. We believe our community will benefit from knowing your story, the difference you make, and why choosing you matters. We can relate because we, too, are an independent, locally-owned business. For seven decades, Midwest Family has been here working alongside local business owners and taking risks just like you. What matters is your success. Our team is ready to listen. Risk-takers like you deserve this level of respect. Allow us to do the legwork to bring you fully vetted marketing blueprints focused on meeting your business goals. Then choose the direction you feel is best. Take the first step by requesting your free strategy analysis at risktakersunite.com. Risktakersunite.com, powered by Midwest Family. Midwest Family.
Award-winning Lakeshore Public Schools, ranked a top Michigan district by U.S. News & World Report, has limited openings for school of choice. Lakeshore offers many pathways to success. Children can participate in choir, junior Lego league, Spanish classes, and bands starting in fifth grade. You have a choice where your child goes to school. Make Lakeshore your school of choice. Apply now. Applications accepted through May 21st. Learn more at lpslancers.net. Lakeshore Public Schools, grounded in tradition, committed to excellence. Thank you. You know, one of the things that the girls touched on, you know, like one of the reasons that you're doing it is how they get along. And I think people don't realize how important it is, not just on the field or court, but off the field. Yeah, I, I, we, I've talked about it before. A team is really like a puzzle. Uh, when, I, when I coached over at Our Lady of the Lake, uh, and I, I, I would, I would, I would speak with Lucas over there, and I, I always say it's, it's like a puzzle, and when the puzzle clicks, you as a coach, you, that's when your expectations start to start to rise. And it was, you know, we have a, an interesting dynamic. We have eleven seniors on varsity, so a huge senior class, and that's another reason I think I, that definitely helps with the success that we've had this season. And then we have a huge sophomore class as well. Uh, our juniors are, and we have some juniors in there uh, who are playing well. Aubrey Ransom's playing fantastic. Nancy Lopez and Abby Jacquez are, are, are improving a ton as juniors and excited to see what they do next year in, in, lead, in, in a more leadership role. But what the dynamic that's been excellent is they push each, they, they push each other in practice, and, and practices can get competitive. We have a sophomore, uh, Haley Gravit, who may be the most hyper-competitive uh, player I've coached in a long time and she, she she does and and she's really unsung because she plays uh, defensive center mid and for us in our formation that's a lot of stopper you know defensive responsibilities and so she doesn't show up on the stat line a lot but she really she may be she's she's the unsung hero really uh, of our team because of how much she controls a lot of the game and and feeds it up to to Jade and Sophia and Nikki and and all our our goal scorers. And she she does a really great job of holding people accountable. Our captains hold everybody accountable in practice. If the effort's not there, you know, I I don't really have to to yell and scream. I I, I really don't have to threaten running <laughs> with the, with them because the effort's always there. And they support each other. When Sophia was uh, Sophia played, she won't tell you this, but she was the lead in the in the school play. They showed up for her. Um, you know, in the in the school musical and and it's just on and off the field. There's a lot of support. I think there's a lot of, um, especially like what Coach was saying about how we have 11 seniors on the team. We have all grown up together. I mean, there are some of people that you know have come in and out the school or just met them, but it's we've all grown up together and we kind of know who we are as people 
outside of soccer. And I, I like the fact that, I mean, I even said this on, like, my senior night. Like, I like the fact that we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different lives outside of soccer. But when we are at soccer, we are all soccer players and we are all friends. And, you know, even outside of practice or outside of games, we'll be texting in the group chat every day, whether it's about soccer or not. And, or um, coach. Yes, always. It's, usually he is the number one topic. Um, he's the hot topic. Um, but we also like to do, I mean, I remember earlier in the season, we still need to do something like this again. We, some of the girls, like we all went to Subway <laughs> and, you know, I, I rose up my sandwich and I made a toast because we had all lost our game, but it was still fun. And like, we're able, I know there are a couple girls on the team that have a harder time with losses than, than, for example, yeah, than others. Um, but I know that we, this year especially, have been able to come back instead of be like, oh my gosh, we lost. Or like, if we lose an easy game, we're like, there's not like, yeah, it really sucks in the moment, but the next day we're able to be like, that won't happen again, and we'll work for getting it improving. We also have the connections with, um, since there's such like there's so many seniors and there's so many sophomores like we all see each other at school and we're able to connect um, in school and outside of school and at practice we're just kind of around each other a lot I feel like just like one example I've Nikki Burnham you wouldn't even guess like how she plays on the field we're both in choir and we are in like it's it's probably like I sit like right next to her in choir and it's, it's the funniest thing because she does not act like a choir student on the field. She is so rough, and and I don't know if there's a stereotypical choir student, but but I know in class, especially like in choir, we're always messing around, talking about soccer, or but she's able to like get very serious, and whether that's on the field or focusing on learning the notes in choir, it's just it's just so funny. I think one of the things too about about this particular team that that stands out is the level of trust that they have and you can really see it on the field uh desi kittleson came back uh, that's jade's younger sister came back to the program this year and she's been our starting keeper and just her confidence and her athleticism in in net along with the rest of our defense jenny lorenzo's a captain kari hurley alexa bereni and and aubrey ransom who i mentioned earlier I, I i'm guilty of not subbing enough on my defense i like to set it and forget it because that unit has to have so much trust uh, in each other and support and communication. It's working uh, without without talking a lot of times, and that's been a lot of fun. And you can see it on the field when when a goal goes in. You know, that was a, it was a good, it was an earned goal by the other team because our defense has been playing so tough. And that level of trust you can just it, it, it oozes out of the girls on the field. They really trust each other to do their jobs and know their positions. And and that again, that's that's a testament to the senior leadership that we have. For you, Blake, you've seen a transformation in the How nice is it to be able to play on the field that you have? It is extremely nice compared to the to the grass field that we used to play on. I was we had the conversation at practice the other day. Jade was like, "What was even here before the stadium?" And like we were we were talking about. I honestly, I've played soccer since. That's true. Still stands. Um, I've played soccer since sixth grade, and I don't even remember playing on the grass field. Like I just, 
the turf has removed my memory of the grass field because the turf is just so lovely and I and it, it's really it's really hot like it's really hot when it's like 80 degrees it feels like it's like 130 I'm like okay maybe I'm sick of this now yeah I grew up uh, playing for the GBSRD sports so I just remember playing like farther back by the middle school and then just skips just straight to the to the stadium <laughs> well we'll take a quick break when we come back we'll have our last segment with Bering Springs Ladies Soccer on the Coaches Show on 94.9 one size fits all? There's no such thing. Life isn't that standardized. Everyone is different. When it comes to medicine, truer words were never spoken. Sometimes a prescription for you, a loved one, or even a pet require compounding to avoid an allergic reaction or even converting from a solid pill to a liquid. Rogers Pharmacy fills compound prescriptions. A service that causes some to drive out of town to fill is happily provided by your family-owned food store and pharmacy. Rogers Foodland, the family food store. City plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Call the crew in blue. Keeping you in your comfort zone since 1902. Hi, I'm Michael Ross. We would like to thank the many generations of families that have continued to choose the Karoon Blue. It is for this reason that we have the ability to continue to offer generations of service to Michigan's great Southwest. Thank you. You have helped us accomplish goals that companies dream of. City Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. A Rheem Pro Partner. Rheem, the new degree of comfort. Taking a look at your yard may not always be inspirational, but Morales Lawn Care has shaped a brand around changing that perception. If you haven't heard the term Morales Lawnitis, I'll explain. When your landscaping causes you to smile, that's a form of it. Morales Lawn Care can build retaining walls, custom patios, perform other landscaping duties, and even maintain it for you. If you want to catch a case of Morales Lawnitis, give them a call at 269-325-1517 or visit LLC.com. Morales, he's your man. My husband had a, a gun. Him and his friends would go shooting. The ammunition, unfortunately, was not stored separately. In a million years, we never thought that Emily could. There's a hole in our family that can never, ever be filled. 63 Americans a day die by gun suicide. With safe gun storage, we can give our loved ones a second chance at life. Learn more at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the Coaches Show here at Full Circle Cafe. Phil McDonald's off this weekend. He is handling the Our Lady Parking, big fundraiser for them for a Blossom Time Festival. And weather's going to stop raining here pretty soon for the Mother's Day event going craft show going on here in downtown Stevensville, which is a big deal. Really, has grown over the years. And then obviously the big Blossom Parade here today. A couple seniors from Bering Springs Soccer. We got Jade and Sophia. Jade, maybe outside of soccer, what are other activities that you do at Bering Springs? Um, I work at Social Cantina in Mishawaka. Oh, wow. And I paint on the side. Oh, after school? Yeah. Um, after school, I just go home, work on some school work. I mean, after, what do you want, what's your plans for next year? Oh. <laughs> but thanks for telling us what you do after school, too. <laughs> um, I'm planning on taking a gap year. Okay. Um, maybe enrolling into LMC. Um, it's kind of just up in the air, and I'm not completely sure. Okay. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to pursue more of my arts. Um, my dad's worker, Dean Campio, he uh, he creates murals. He's made some murals nice. in Ben Harbor, so I might 
jump on that and help him out with some. Good for you. And you, Sophie? Um, I, we, we, we know you're in the play, so what was the play? Oh, it was Beauty and the Beast. There I you was, go. I was Belle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was super awesome. I'm I'm really into the arts and like acting and singing and outside of like after this year I'm I'm in the fifth year program at LMC so I'm gonna oh, yeah. receive my associates and my diploma at the same time next year and a year early but I still get to walk with my class so that's awesome um, yeah that's I've been yeah. here that's kind of picking up popularity yeah it is a, it, a lot it definitely deserves to I mean it's a it's an awesome program and throughout these like last three years I've had an awesome mentor that's been helping me through it um let me ask you this how nice is it to be able to perform in your new uh, arts center, oh, art performing arts center? It's so awesome. Uh, this was. I was in that about three or four weeks ago. I'm like, wow. Yeah. For is, uh, for a school of 500 so at the high school, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. This is the first. Um, this year is obviously the first year with it, and Miss um, Vandenberg, our choir, the choir director and music director of the school, basically. But she. Um, wanted to do a really big show this year and so having beauty and the beast was really cool it was really intimidating because obviously it's the first show sure. of the whole year um but yeah it's, i was in little women last year and that's kind of when i was like you know what i really like entertainment and i really like acting and i like being a performer that's usually our coaches show <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um but outside of high school i'm going into acting or if that doesn't work out, I'm gonna probably work behind the camera. I on my free time, I like make little YouTube videos with my friends. I always Good. have my. I remember like the first game of the season, I brought my camera and I like recorded. Everybody was like, "How are you feeling for the first game of the season?" I just. Good for I you. Love that it's really fun. Well, dreams are meant to be achieved, so go for your dreams, both of you on that side. Coach, uh, we got a couple minutes here. Obviously, you got districts coming up. Um, MPR is the, used to seed the districts. When's the deadline for that? Yeah, I, I believe um, our deadline is this Sunday. So after the games today, because I don't nobody plays on Sunday, the NPR will be it will be locked. And with soccer, they they seed the top two seeds, and then it's alphabetical. And um, so the the because they play so tough a schedule, we got we got two monsters in our district. We got South Haven and Three Rivers. Uh, those if we get a chance to play them, those will be some tough tough challenges for us i'm looking forward to the girls hopefully having that opportunity against one of them and then after that it's it's based on alphabetical draw and so Berrien springs we're, we're team a and it looks like they, they play team b and that means we would be traveling in theory to buchanan so uh, i hadn't told the girls before that today but that that's the rival obviously and if it all works out and that's who we got i think that'll be a, a great opportunity for us to push the program some more, and, and hopefully um, have a good performance there. Well, and, and regardless of what happens in districts, this team with these two young ladies and others have, have raised the bar and expectations oh. for you and for the rest of the kids watching the program. Yeah, I, I, I talked with our AD, you know, last year was my first year, and he said, so what is what is a successful season? Uh, look like heading into next year and that was that was at the very end of next year I said you know if I'm being honest you know, with 18 game season seven wins would be this working whatever I'm doing I guess would be this this working and to say that they've exceeded you know they, they bought in with, with what we we're trying to do 
And again, that accountability and trust that the girls all have, whether it's Maria Anderson, Lily Garcia, uh, Kyra Abdelwaris, Waris, those are some sophomores having having awesome seasons. And then on up to, to the seniors that maybe not get the publicity that, that some of these girls have had, Nayeli Ibarra, uh, Garcia, um, and the Aubrey Demler. Like, I, I just want to go through my roster because I'm so incredibly proud of how hard they've worked and the the I hate to say it, but the, like the buzz in the building around the work that they've put in has been really fun to hear about and to see. And they, they just, these players deserve all the recognition that they're getting right now. Well, we appreciate uh, Bering Springs making their first ever appearance here on the Coaches Show. Thank Ladies, you. we appreciate you taking the time to get up this morning and uh, come to it. And we wish you and all your players best of luck in the districts coming up. In, was it two weeks from now? Two weeks from now. Thank yeah, you. thank you, ladies. Did a great job. When we come back, we'll take a break. We'll have a break for news. When we come back, we'll have Benton Harbor's a softball coach on here on the Coaches Show on ninety four point nine WSJM. With Title forty two expiring this week and migrants crossing the southern border. Texas Governor Greg Abbott putting them on buses headed north. New York City is expecting more migrants to enter their already overburdened shelter system, with Mayor Eric Adams saying they can't handle this on their own. They simply don't have the resources. Mayor Adams busing migrants to the suburbs like Orange County, sparking an even larger fight. Orange and Rockland counties filing lawsuits and restraining orders in an attempt to stop migrants from staying long-term at hotels. ABC's Jacqueline Lee in New York City. Staff from the White House and offices of congressional leaders holding urgent talks this weekend to try and find common ground on spending cuts ahead of a meeting between President Biden and four congressional leaders next week on coming to an agreement on raising the debt ceiling. As the race for the Republican nomination heats up, former President Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, both wooing voters today in Iowa. Dave Packer, ABC News. Be aware of patchy fog this morning. Not a lot of sun this weekend, but still warm for Saturday. Highs reaching the upper 70s with a stray shower possible. Dropping to the mid-50s overnight with a few showers around. Scattered rain becomes more likely Sunday, only warming to the low to mid-60s. Rain clears out by the beginning of the work week. Highs Monday, upper 60s. Sun sticks around through Thursday. Temperatures reaching low 70s every day. Rain returns Friday. I'm WSBT meteorologist Jessica Burns. And welcome back to Full Circle Cafe here in downtown Stevensville. They're getting ready for the Mother's Day event. Hopefully the rain lets off here in a little bit. Also, Big Blossom Time Festival going on. Parade downtown St. Joe and Benton Harbor starts at 1 p.m. Some scores from last night on the baseball side. Michigan Lutheran and River Valley split their doubleheader. Brandwine sweeps the Wadjack to claim the Lakeland Conference. Our Lady sweeps Eau Claire. 17-11, 14-1, which really ties up the BCS conference. On the softball side, River Valley sweeps Michigan Lutheran. Dwajak splits with Brandywine. Quite a few soccer matches going on last night. It was Kalamazoo Hackett 8, Our Lady 3. Portage Central over Lakeshore 3-1. Buchanan beat Coloma 7-1. Niles shuts out New Buffalo 4-0. And Bridgman knocks off Waterbleet 2-1. Quite a bit of softball and baseball tournaments going on around the area. If you want to go out and watch some of them, Lakeshore is hosting uh, their baseball tournament over at their beautiful fields. The St. Joe Invitational is going on for softball. They've got games at Lakeshore and St. Joe. Last game will be St. Joe and Lakeshore matching up over at St. Joe. Then Bering Springs is hosting a softball and baseball 
tournament today. We've got with us Randy Logan, correct? She, she is the new softball coach over at Benton Harbor High School. And, Randy, maybe just explain what you do for Benton Harbor schools. Um, well, I came to Benton Harbor about five years ago, and I'm a behavior specialist for the elementary level. Hmm. Um, they were looking for a head softball coach to take over the girls' varsity team, so I just stepped up, and I've been doing that for the season. And coaching does involve behavior, doesn't it? it I mean, it really people does. don't recognize. They think, oh, just get them out and play. Well, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's um, that's actually been my favorite part about that is being able to see the growth and mm-hmm. um, kind of impact these girls and give them that confidence that they didn't have before coming in. You know, one of the disadvantages that I am seeing, and I don't care if it's uh, basketball, I don't care if it's baseball or softball, but I'm finding where unless the girls or guys are like, all in with a travel sport it's tough for that high school to commit or be competitive yeah, to say the least because you get a lot a lot of young ladies and it's not just at ben harbor i see it everywhere mm-hmm. you know a lot of smaller schools too where they got girls who haven't played softball maybe since grade school or never played softball how is that for you as a coach you're getting young ladies for the most part probably have not played a lot of softball in their past so as a competitor, it was really hard for me to adjust the way that I talk about softball when I'm teaching it. Um, but, you know, I had a lot of ladies that had never even seen a softball before March 13th and were just kind of signing up because they heard it was going to be fun. Um, but now a lot of those players are making growth. They're, you know, being able to throw a ball, catch a ball, hit a ball, and understanding the plays is, is really good to see, to see them gain that confidence in there. Um, it is, it's really nice because I feel like I'm starting at a level where I'm, I'm trying to build that love for this mm-hmm. sport. You know, they didn't grow up playing. They don't have the exposure to this. They're learning how to be coached. They're learning how to love what they do and like what they're getting out of the game. And I feel like that is what I've kind of pulled from this the most. You know, like every game, whether we win or lose, I try to remind them of something positive or growth that they've had. And it just kind of keeps them coming back. You know, I have girls, 16 girls that show up every day for practice. That's great. And with those numbers, you can actually pull and plug people in different spots. It's not like you're kind of locked into nine or ten young ladies and you're kind of limited on what you can do. You know, one of the challenges always is pitching. Mm-hmm. Is that a, a challenge? That is a challenge. We do have one senior who learned how to pitch last year. Mm-hmm. And bless her heart, she's always willing to give it a go for me. Um, she's definitely my most advanced player. But I have a lot of freshmen and sophomore who are trying to learn how to pitch. It's definitely been a a learning curve yeah because that that to me is yeah that's the the biggest difference that i've seen between the successful not successful programs Mm -hmm. irregardless of class size is it really who do you got on the mound because you can have average fielding but if you got somebody can throw two or three pitches Mm -hmm. that can really mess up and make a team good yeah it it is a really pivotal part of the team you know without a pitcher it's hard to do much else um but that is definitely some a, a place that we're working on a lot of these girls need more exposure to that and pitching is really hard it's not only just a physical game it's a mental game and learning that while also just learning how to play softball has been a challenge for a lot of them and then who do you have behind the plate because that to me is the second most important spot on the field that is another area where we had to adjust Mm -hmm. Um, we hadn't had anybody who was actually trained to catch so we've just been training a lot of the girls and we do have quite a few girls who picked it up really quick but you know they have to learn the correct ways to block a ball and throw a ball and look for the plays and that's coming as we go but every day we have to learn something new and plug a new person into a different position and kind of try to teach them as we go 
So when, when you get ready for your ball games, and this is your behavior side of your career that probably comes out, what are you telling the young ladies? Because I'm sure, well, I know I've seen some of the scores. You know, it's been a struggle at times. So what are you saying to the girls before and after those games? Because, you know, to keep having 16 come back all the time speaks to what you're saying. Yeah, um, so obviously I was I was nervous after our first game to see how the girls were going to handle the loss. You know, I knew we weren't um, on a competitive level to the first team that we played, but I just kind of, I warned them. I was like, you know, look for your individual goals. What do you want out of this game? You know, someone wanted to get an out. Someone wanted to hit a ball. Someone mm-hmm. wanted to catch a ball. Someone wanted to, you know, they had all individual goals. And by the end of the game, I told the ones who got their goals and then I reminded the other ones how close they were. And before each game, I just remind them, you know, remember the first day that you came to practice and you didn't even know how to catch a ball? Mm -hmm. You didn't understand why you put the glove on your hands that you don't throw with? And, you know, I try to remind them how far they've come and just kind of hype them up. And every day when we're in the dugout for practice or for a game, we're always cheering on each other and nobody brings out anybody's flaws. Mm -hmm. You You try to, hey, I saw you did this, maybe try this next time. It's really been working to keep the teammates together and kind of keep teamwork going. Now we'll head a little bit to the, the the plate. How has the offense been for the Tigers? Is that an area again where you're seeing improvement? I'm definitely seeing improvement. Um, like I said, we had a lot of girls who had no idea what to even do with the ball when they got it when they first started <laughs> playing. So I'm seeing a lot um, a lot more attempts at plays and understanding you know where the ball is going, when it's supposed to go there, mm-hmm. why we're doing this. So our offense is is improving significantly from first game to our next game. Um, again, we're still working on pitching, but I have some really dedicated players who have been practicing and have been putting themselves on the mound and trying to figure out what we need to do. When a, when a young lady's at the plate, you're trying to teach them how to hit. What's the hardest pitch for them to, to learn how to hit? Oh, um, the change-ups are always... Yeah, that's those, why. I, oh, I mean, those are hard for anybody to hit. Yep. The change-ups get them every single time. Or A lot of them are like the outside high pitches. Mm. And yeah, it looks like it's coming in good, and it, yeah. they throw that riser ball, right? Exactly. And it keeps going. And, mm-hmm. and next, swing right underneath it. Yep. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more of Benton Harbor softball here on the Coaches Show on 94.9 WSJM. Michigan's Great Southwest exhibits a strong pull from outside. Why else would the three multi-generational landscape designers at Arcadia Gardens all move to St. Joe? We just kind of fell in love with the beach town aspect. We missed the lake, so we just decided to pack up and move, and we didn't have jobs lined up. It's so nice to be in an area that people think of each other. Our family thought we were nuts, and now they come and visit us here, and they realize you knew what you were doing the whole time. Kathy Simpson and her partner moved from Chicago, Dina Chandler and her family from Asheville, and Corinne Tucker straight out of Michigan State, making Michigan's Great Southwest their home. It's just really easy here. It's just easy living. People think of other people. That, combined with the beauty that's here, are really wonderful reasons to be living. They discovered what lifers already knew for quality of life. You just can't beat Michigan's Great Southwest. Underwritten in part by Cornerstone Alliance Investors, South Bend International Airport. Want to make your local business even more memorable in the minds of consumers so they remember you when they need you? Faster, easier, friendlier. I'm in the mood for some real food. You got a signature on it. 
These local businesses became great local brands with the help of BrandAid. Learn how you can develop your own audio logo with Bill Turpin at our free BrandAid events Tuesday, June 6th or Wednesday, June 7th during one of four available times. Register and get more details now at BrandAidInfo.com. And welcome back to the Coaches Show here on 94.9. We got some rankings we'll go through also here for our listeners. In baseball in Division II, Lakeshore is ranked fifth. In Division Three, Waterfleet sixth, Bridgman 15. In Division Four, Decatur is eighth. In boys golf, Cassopolis ranked 10th in Division Four. In soccer in Division Two, these two powerhouses will meet up in districts. Lakeshore is number eight. St. Joe's number 14. In softball, you've got defending state champion Lakeshore, number four. In Division Three, it's Buchanan, number five. Waterleet, number eight. In Division Four, you've got Decatur, number nine. River Valley, number ten. Girls tennis, you got St. Joe ranked number seven in Division Two. Lakeshore is ranked ninth in Division Three, and Brainwine ranked number eighth in Division Four. In boys track, in Division One, St. Joe is number seven. Division Two, Bering Springs is number four. In Division Four, River Valley is number four. In girls track, we have St. Joe in Division One ranked fifth in the state, and in Division Four, Goebbels comes in fifth in the state. We've got um, first-year head coach of Benton Harbor softball, Randy Logan, and uh, Randy. One of the things that you know we've we've been talking about is the fact that you've got 16 young ladies committed to the team, and maybe talk about some of those young ladies who. Yeah, and again, I think as we've talked so far, it's where they were and where they are, and which necessarily always doesn't translate into wins, but there's that that progress that eventually will lead to the wins. Yeah, I have a really dedicated group of girls, and I honestly couldn't be more proud of them because this season has been rough as far as, you know, they're, they're all first-year players mm-hmm. trying to figure out where to go on the field, what to do on the field against these teams that have been playing together since they were in elementary school. Um, and but, play a lot of travel ball on top of it. Yes, exactly. Spend two, 3000 a year at least. Yeah, so every game I just treat as a learning situation. You know, ask the questions. If you see something, ask me about it, and I'll give you an answer so you can practice it in practice. Um I have a few who, you know, I found positions that they really excel at, and then I have a few players who I could put anywhere on the field, and they're successful. So, I, I mean, I think the growth is tremendous, and I would love to see these girls keep coming back and getting better because I feel like we have a really good base. A lot of them are younger, freshmen, sophomores, mm-hmm. so we have a few years to work with to get the program back together. Who are the girls that you're kind of leaning on right now? If the Tigers are going to get some wins, it'll, it'll be because of these young ladies. So my senior, Jeremy Bodley, is hands down our, you know, backbone. She keeps the team motivated. She's very positive. She's she's very calm-natured. Um, she's one of the players I can put on the mound, I can put behind the plate, I can put anywhere on the field, and she will be successful at talking, making the plays, you know, getting those out. Um, she's a dual athlete. She runs track, so I oh, wow. her all the time. Sure. Um, but when she's out there, she's giving it 110. Um, I put her at shortstop. She's got quick hands. She's got a good throw, um, and she's picked up hitting really quickly. Um, and then another one would probably be Janiza Wright. She's one of my seniors. Really fast. She's tracks really well in the outfield. She's learning how to hit wonderfully. She's got a little slap button she can get anywhere with. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, they really hold down the team as far as keeping morale up. And I do have a couple younger players, um, Sophia Muhammad. She has taken over as our first baseman, and she just excels. You know, the first couple of practices she came, she didn't know where she wanted to play or what she wanted to do, but she picked first base, and I could count on her to catch 97% of the things that come at her. And, you know, she's got a really good attitude, and she can hit really well. She just started hitting immediately. Yeah, you know, I think you brought up a good point. She didn't know she wanted to play first or not. Mm-hmm. When you're taking over a program uh, with Benton Harbor's softball, and you know most of the girls haven't played, don't, they're not playing travel, and there's no rec league at that level. How do you decide what spot they get to play in the field? Do you let them kind of go to where they want first? Um, so at practices, we basically shuffle them around. Okay. And I kind of take, we do half infield, half outfield. My assistant coach, Jay McCree, will take the infield, or I will take infield, and he'll take outfield. And then we'll kind of gauge who can track a ball, who can mm. catch a pop fly, who can count, catch a line drive, who's good at grounders. And we kind of go from there. Um, and then once they start playing more and we start practicing, I let them pick their positions when they practice, and then they kind of find something that they like, and they feel comfortable with something that they are drawn to, and I just play off of that. You know, you like that position, this is what's required for this position, so at practice, this is what I want you to work on. And that's kind of how we've been taking it to figure out where people go. Has there been any girl where you're like, hey, I want you to play this spot? And like, oh, no, I'm not doing that, coach. You know, Not in a bad way, just you know, lot of his fear. Yeah, no, you know, honestly, I haven't had any players tell me that they won't play a position, but I have had a lot of. Not even catcher, huh? No, like wow, they're they're really really adamant about learning all the positions, but catcher and pitcher are the one that they don't want. You know, like that—that's the one that they're most <laughs> like. No, coach, about. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, I mean, even Jeremy, she's a she's an amazing pitcher, but. Even when she is up there, she's like, I'll, I'll play third, I'll play outfield, I'll wherever, you know, like that's the one position I have a hard time getting people in. But they do it. They, they will work at it and they will do it. And I think once they realize catcher has the most protection on, they like yeah, it a right. little bit more. And you mentioned your assistant coach? Mm-hmm. Jay McCree. Okay. Yep. He's been, uh, he's been wonderful. You know, I'm new to this whole program and how all this stuff goes, and he's, he's very um, – very skilled in this area. He he knows how to coach. He knows what he's doing. I can rely on him to, you know, be echoing the things that I'm trying to put out there for the girls. And you know, he's just he's been a great backbone this season, keeping me going. You know, and I, and I think what's interesting about what you're trying to, or having to do this year, mm-hmm. you know, we'll use Lakeshore softball as an example. Their goals and objectives are different than yours, right? 100%. And uh, I mean, everybody wants to win. That's I think that's a no-brainer, but. How do you handle it when they don't win is, to me, the key on the program. And it sounds like, with all honesty, with your job, is a perfect fit for what you're trying to do in, in, at Benton Harbor. Um, Teams-wise within the conference, or even non-conference, what's been the best team that you have faced this season, you think? Skill-wise or just? Just overall. Okay, so Buchanan is phenomenal. Oh yeah, and I just—I think I just mentioned they're ranked fifth in the state. Yeah, they. they Sorry are, about that. They are a stacked team, and one of the things—they um, were our second game, and I was really nervous how it was going to go because they're so good, you right? Know? But they—they um, they played an amazing game. They're always on point, and then afterwards, they spent like 30, 45 minutes just hanging out and talking with my girls. That's nice. Like, the sportsmanship was so great during the game. And it didn't end there. They were giving them tips. They were talking to them. They were just hanging out, and, like, they were actually having fun together. So I really enjoyed playing them and uh, Berrien Springs as well. Those mm. girls were really helpful. I love the coach. They um, they have a really good skill set behind them. 
We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more Benton Harbor softball on the Coaches Show on 94.9 WSJM. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love, and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home, too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind, cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at FullCircle.com. See you soon. We love you. Siemens and Bridgman has trucks. Over 60 new Ford and Ram pickup trucks are available in stock for immediate delivery. The inventory is great with a variety of colors, options, and engine choices. Still don't see what you want? Siemens sales team will find the right truck for you. Siemens has the best selection of new trucks in Berrien County. Why wait for an ordered truck when you can choose from a great variety of trucks in stock now? Great selection of both 2022 and 2023 models. See Siemens and Bridgman today. You'll be really glad you did. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Zach Easton for Pat Moody. For this month of Moody on the Move, we are at the Inn at Harbor Shores. Joined today by Brady Cohen. This truly is like a vacation within your own hometown. It's unbelievable, and, and if you've never been here, we encourage you to get out here and enjoy what everybody else is here for. Um, the views, the people, the service, the hospitality. Watch our conversation anytime by going to MoodyOnTheMove.com. Thanks to United Federal Credit Union, we get you. And welcome back here to Full Circle Cafe, downtown Stevensville. They have the Mother's Day Craft Show starting up here, I think in just a few minutes. Hopefully the weather clears up. Looks like it stopped raining. Big Blossom Time Parade in downtown St. Joe and Benton Harbor. Nice to see things back in full swing post-COVID. We're here with the uh, first-year head coach of Benton Harbor Softball, Randy Loggin. And Randy, you know, one of the things, obviously, is what to, what do you think you might try to do in the off season? Uh, with these young ladies so moving forward I would like to um, come up with some programs over the summer to have these girls get more exposure mm-hmm. you know I mean like I said a lot of them just started in March and they you know they're they're behind so I would like to catch them up and if they're this dedicated during the season I can only see them being more dedicated over the summer when they have all this free time and um, I'm gonna work with a lot of other coaches and mm-hmm. try to get things together little jamborees and stuff to help them grow that skills yeah because you can do games and events i think you get 15 days of activities yeah. with the young ladies and maybe call maybe i know michigan lutheran they get their girls together not necessarily for scrimmages but i don't we just had fred smith on a he could answer that question if schools can even i'll text him and i'll let you know if schools can scrimmage in the summer i would think so because they do in basketball all the time um and probably i would think trying to find one or two ladies who want to commit to the pitching side would yes. be really helpful. I'm going to work with a pitching coach and a hitting coach over the summer to mm-hmm. really hone in on those skills and get ladies to find their positions that they excel at. Mm-hmm. You know, I like being able to rotate them around and put them anywhere and do anything with them, but I, I want them to find what works for them and what they're passionate about in the sport so they can you know, develop that love that I have for it. And I think you had mentioned in a previous uh, segment about uh, Bering Springs coach John Jewell. Mm-hmm. And John and, and with some other people, I know they run a really good softball teaching clinic for year-round. I can't remember exactly where it's at, but he'd be a good one to, uh, to get in touch. Schedule-wise, what's left? I mean, we're getting towards the end here for, for all spring sports. What, what do the Tigers have left on the season? 
So we have four games left. We play uh, Michigan Lutheran on Monday at home. And then um, on the 17th, we play um, Our Lady of the Lakes. Oh, okay. And then, I believe, and then we also play um, Eau, Claire, Eau Claire and Bangor before the season ends. Well, you know, Michigan Lutheran's having a pretty decent season. I think all the other ones, you know, could be pretty competitive and a great way. Do you know who your district draw is yet for softball? I do not. Okay. No. Okay. How do you like working with Mike Van Hoven? Oh, I you, like it. He's okay. very helpful. Yeah, he gets it, doesn't he? He yeah. does a good job yeah. of trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Like phasing out from being a behavior specialist at, like, elementary level to mm-hmm. high school softball and trying to figure out the rules and – what I can and can't do and when I'm supposed to do this and when I'm supposed to do that, he's been incredibly helpful. And obviously it works with your schedule perfectly, I would assume, Yeah. to be able to get there. Yeah. Now, do a lot of your young ladies play uh, other sports? I do. Uh, or well, they do. Most of my ladies play other sports, whether it be cheer or palm or band or track or volleyball or basketball. Cheerleading is pretty big thing down, uh, over at Benton Harbor, isn't it? Yep. I know uh, we've had Kenny Jacks on, you know, all season during girls basketball. He's like, man, they got so many girls that are cheerleading. Come play a little bit of basketball. They do, and they're so like they're so good at it. Well, they're into it. Yeah, they're very into it. Yeah, it, it, and that's the one thing I've I've missed with high school boys basketball is, for the most part, most schools don't have the cheerleading on the side, and that kind of, you know, you see that in college, and it kind of gets everybody fired up and. Oh yeah. And our girls are 100% into it. And, like, you know, all my players, if you ever see us at practice, 90% of practice they're dancing around to something, doing something on the field. And, they, I mean, they just love that stuff. And if that brings that energy out of them, like, I'm all for it. So for you to win your the next game, mm-hmm. what are a few of the things the Tigers have to do well to win that game? So what we really need is for everybody to show up and kind of, you know, check in. There's a, mentally, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, check in mentally. Like, yep. I need them to hone in and, and really know what we've learned. Because sometimes translating what we do at practice when I'm right there in their ear versus games is hard for them right now. Um, I know that I'll be able to count on Jeremy and Diaria and Janiza mm-hmm. to hold everybody together. Are those your captains, too? Uh, Jeremy is my captain, yes. Okay. Um, so I know that I'll be able to count on them, but we gotta we got to be better at talking and telling everybody where to go and just having confidence that where we when we get the ball, we know where to go with it. Sure. Because sometimes they're so, I got the ball, that they don't know what to do next. Do you find errors are contagious at times? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like as soon as one person makes an error, right. then everyone kind of, uh, you know, and yep. I'm, I, I just got to keep them going. Yep, know? I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you coming on first year head coach. We, uh, Mike has... To his credit, Van Hoven and say, "Hey, we got to get our softball coach on. Yeah. She is exactly what we need here at Ben Harbor." And so, I, we really appreciate you taking time. Great interview. Keep up the good work, and hopefully, over the next two weeks, you get, Tigers will get that first win uh, I'm of really the season. Looking forward to that. I'm yep. hoping they put in put it in gear the last of the season, so that way we can finish it out strong and then keep moving forward. Are you home against Michigan Lutheran or on the road? We are home. We are home. And what what day is that? And what time? Monday at 4 p.m. Now, if people want to come watch Benton Harbor softball, mm-hmm. do they park up top or do they go back around that back road? I know there's a couple ways of getting there. I really, it's however ambitious you're feeling. Okay. You know, if you want to take the walk, you can park up top, but you are welcome to uh, park in that back area down by the fields. Hey, what, what road is that? Do you remember? Come, I can't remember. It's off Britain Avenue. It's off Britain. Um, and it's just past the, the factory there. Yeah, I cannot remember. I can't, but it's before, it's past the post office, Mm -hmm. 
the first three past the post office, turn right, and that'll take you right down yep. to the, where the weight room is and where the softball field Absolutely, is. Yep. And it's a great way to you just park them, see the field right there. Mm-hmm. It's all right there. Yep. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Randy. We wish you best of luck uh, to you and the Tigers the rest of the season and in districts. Thank you very much. I appreciate yep. it. Anytime. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more of the Coach's Show on 94.9 WSJM. Award-winning Lakeshore Public Schools, ranked a top Michigan district by U.S. News & World Report, has limited openings for school of choice. Lakeshore offers many pathways to success, extensive advanced placement classes, award-winning CTE programs, rich performing and fine arts, and athletic programs that consistently produce champions. You have a choice where your child goes to school. Make Lakeshore your school of choice. Applications accepted through May 21st. Learn more at lpslancers.net. Lakeshore Public Schools, grounded in tradition, committed to excellence. Taking a look at your yard may not always be inspirational, but Morales Lawn Care has shaped a brand around changing that perception. If you haven't heard the term Morales Lawnitis, I'll explain. When your landscaping causes you to smile, that's a form of it. Morales Lawn Care can build retaining walls, custom patios, perform other landscaping duties, and even maintain it for you. If you want to catch a case of Morales Lawnitis, give them a call at 269-325-1517 or visit LLC.com. Morales. He's your man. It came on again. That check engine light. Why does that thing keep coming on? Want answers? Bring it to Ender's Auto Repair. Terry Ender's has over 30 years experience solving car problems. He'll pinpoint the problem, repair it right, and get you back on the road. Tune-ups, coolant flushes, heaters, cars that won't start. At Ender's Auto Repair, they do it all when it comes to your vehicle. You can depend on Ender's, where experience runs deep. 30 years deep. Ender's Auto Repair. Red Arrow Highway south of Stevensville. Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Be aware of patchy fog this morning. Not a lot of sun this weekend, but still warm for Saturday. Highs reaching the upper 70s with a stray shower possible. Dropping to the mid-50s overnight with a few showers around. Scattered rain becomes more likely Sunday, only warming to the low to mid-60s. Rain clears out by the beginning of the work week. Highs Monday, upper 60s. Sun sticks around through Thursday. Temperatures reaching low 70s every day. Rain returns Friday. I'm WSBT meteorologist Jessica Burns. And welcome back to the Coaches Show on 94.9 WSJM FM. We're in downtown Stevensville at Full Circle Cafe. Coaches Show brought to you by Full Circle Cafe, United Federal Credit Union, Siemens and Bridgman, Parrots, Campbell Ford, Lincoln and Mercury, and Morales Lawn Care. We have got with us Melissa Grau. From Lake Michigan College. you got a busy day going on. Well, that's an understatement. <laughs> We've had a few busy days But you're smiling. On. We have to smile. And then we have Todd Hess. He's the long time, how many years? 26 years. Sports Information Director for the conference. Conference and region. Oh, wow. How many teams now are in the conference? 24 next year. We have 23 this year. Mount Calm is coming in this next year. And, and if I remember, I didn't, weren't there a couple, like, UP schools that came in one. this year? Yeah, one. Bay, Bay up in Escanaba. Wow. And then we 
also have uh, Mid Michigan. We have Mid Michigan that came in from no, North, our North Central. North Central. Sorry. Uh, That's why he's the sports information director. I know, I know. He gets paid the big bucks. And if I remember, if I remember looking at the basketball side, he, the conference went from like two divisions to three. Yeah, we went three in volleyball, men's women's basketball, baseball, and softball. What has been, and you both can answer this question, what has been the reason for the growth of junior college schools, you think? I think it's enrollment. They're looking for a way to get more kids enrolled. Kind of like Division three schools, right? Yeah. So, they, you know, they, you're bringing in, you know, 100 kids plus their friends. You, you get, you know, girlfriend, best friend comes. They may not play, but they're taking classes. Explain maybe to our listeners what are some of your duties as a sports information director? Because I think people see the title, but they're like, "Okay, what what does he or she really do?" Okay, well, for the conference in the region, I run the website, I run our social media, so uh, I take the scores, put them on, uh, run the voting for Player of the Week, I run the voting for all conference. Uh, basically, I'm at all tournaments for both the conference and the region. Uh, anything else that pops up, I mean, I'm there. So now, is this a full-time position or? Uh, basically, three part-time positions. I'm also okay. the sports information director, Mott, and the region okay. and, the, and the conference. So. so you keep busy. I try to. What has kept you wanting to do it this long? Uh, I love what I do. I get to pay to watch sports. Uh, I get to promote these kids, move yeah. them on. I mean, I'm at Mott. We just had a kid commit to Rochester. I get to post about that. And the coaches and the ads are great. So that, it's fun when you get to see those people move on to yes, that next level, yes. isn't I it? Mean, we've got we had uh, Macomb just had a kid uh, basketball player sign Central Michigan, so and it's it's great, you know. And Mott, on the men's side, at least from my knowledge and history, basketball wise, has been one of the top programs, not just in this area but in the country. Yeah, they've numerous they've won four national championships. <laughs> I, I've only been there since sixteen, but yeah, they've. Uh, uh, Schmidt runs a great program. So. Yep. And Melissa, you got a busy day going on as always. Uh, hosting, let you tell the folks yeah, what you're so hosting. We're actually hosting uh, the Region 12 softball tournament uh, today. It started on Thursday. We had 12 teams come in, so it's hopping around Southwest Michigan right now. Uh, we have six that are still alive. Uh, championship Saturday, so we'll play at. Uh, 10 and then 12 and then if necessary two so it's going to be an exciting day i need some good juju for the rain to hold off and uh and so we don't get too wet out there but you know these these women are used to it they've been playing oh yeah the weather is horrible isn't it yeah i mean people don't really i mean we you know we talk about spring sports in michigan but you start a month earlier don't you yeah we i mean we start in march right that's technically when our conference starts and so it's uh it's been trying, uh, but I can say that we we had more games at home this year uh, than we've had in the last few years. Usually, we'll have to you know rent out Lakeshore's fields to get our baseball and softball teams on there. But we've been blessed to to get out there. You know, Sarah Svoboda is my right hand woman, and and we've done a lot of grinding on those fields. And then obviously we have facilities, which does an amazing job um, to help us out there. So it doesn't help when you're a softball. And baseball field are built on a swamp, does it? I mean, it's not a swamp. <laughs> well, it was. It just likes to retain some water sometimes. Well, that's my. That's what I tell people. For me, I just like to retain water. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to circle back about the question about you know why are we adding sports? It's not just because we want enrollment. It's because we want to give these student athletes an opportunity. You know, 
they come on and they're they're actually playing that tough competition right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So when they have to go or when they do choose to go to that four year, they can step on that field no matter court and just you know compete. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't get that. Usually that freshman year, they're a little, little timid. Sure. Um, you see it more in, in male sports that they haven't fully grown yet. And so by that sophomore year, they've just completely developed. And by that junior year, when they step onto that court and that, at that four year, they can actually make their name known. And so it's, it's so beneficial. You know, uh, our coaches at Lake Michigan do a tremendous job getting our student athletes here and giving them those opportunities. And we just graduated six men's basketball players. Yeah, I saw that and, tweet, yeah. And um, from my understanding right now, all of them have a home. Good. And that's our goal. Wow. That's what we do. That's impressive. We, we bring them in. Academics is number one. It will always be number one. Oh, yeah. Right. I always tell them, academics is your job. The sport is the privilege. It's right. a benefit of doing your job. It yeah. is a benefit of doing your job. So excited for our student athletes. You know, we had um, what five softball players graduate uh, this year for Alex. We had three baseball players, but we had a whole brand new team this year. Right, I saw that. Yeah. And so you know, new coach, new system, new team. So next year we're going to be graduating quite a few of them. And so it's just an exciting time. It's an exciting time for junior college athletics, and you know, I'm I'll, I'll always promote it. When you, and I know over the last few years you've added soccer, and that might have been five or so more years, and then last season you added men's and women's cross country. What is the process of determining whether a sport can be added and the college can take on that expense? Yeah, so we sit on the college side, we sit back and say, okay, what else can we add to benefit our students? Mm-hmm. Like, what else can we bring to the table where we can compete, right? And then we obviously bring it to the NCCAA, bring it to the region, and get permission from the NJCAA uh, to, to formulate our sports. And, and again, we're all about promoting students, so why not add something? So, you know, we have some things in our back pocket. I'll tell you. Yeah, no one's listened, so is there anything uh, else that you might be I'm adding? I'm not going to disclose at this oh, time. But, okay. Uh, you I, let us know, though, when you. Oh, you know it. Okay. Well, I can say this. Like, today in southwest Michigan, it's an amazing day. So you have the St. Joe tournament. Yeah. Oh. Between St. Joe and Lakeshore, right? They host yep. the, the tournament. There's a 115 lacrosse teams here this weekend. Out uh, at the Lincoln Township Park? Yes. And, and they're wow. using... Um, Probably Maiden Lane and everything. Right? Well, I don't know about Maiden Lane. I would imagine so. But there's 115 teams, and then now we're hosting the regional tournament, right? So what a great hub. Where are you playing the regional at? Uh, right at LYBSA. So today we're on are you, 10 uh, and 2. Okay. Okay. So yeah. the high school's on the turf, and then... Yep. You're back. On 10 and 2. Have you has the tournament been played the entire time at Lakeshore? So for the past two years. Okay. Yeah. And all your games is it double elimination or is it single elimination? It's double. Okay. Yeah. So we've been hopping. Oh, I bet. So where's the baseball one being held at? Uh, so baseball's a little bit different because it's a buy-in, and I'm going to let Todd kind of talk to that because I. Oh, you got to bribe your way in? You said buy-in or what? What? <laughs> that, that's that's what we have to do for this show, maybe. So, but we what well, we buy you, we bribe you to come in. So baseball is an eighteen tournament. What happens is the uh, first round, we seed them one through eight. Okay. The one one through four hosts the five through eight, and the best two out of three. Oh. That was this kind of like mid Midwest League type yeah, of thing. So yeah. that was this weekend. Uh, Kellogg, Grand Rapids, Lansing, and Henry Ford have advanced. That will be a double elimination tournament at Jackson next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you'll be there. I will be there. Yep. We will be streaming the games on our NJCA Region 12 YouTube page for those who can't make it. 
and uh, it, it's some great baseball. We have, uh, we are a uh, very good uh, representative for baseball. Uh, Grand Rapids won several national championships. Uh, Lansing was fifth last year, so uh, we're, we're strong in baseball. For our listeners, before we take a break, what are the platforms that they can follow to stay up current with the uh, conference sports? Uh, for the MCCA, uh, we have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website. The region, we have uh, Facebook and Twitter so uh, and our website. And we have a YouTube page for both region and MCCA. We haven't done anything on the MCCA. We just built it. Okay. But next year we'll be streaming our championships through that. And for our listeners at home, explain what the acronym stands for. Uh, Michigan Community College Athletic Association. There you go. And then you are also then part of the National Junior College Association, and this is, as you have said, Region 12, correct? Yep. Yeah, there's 24 regions in the NJCAA. Wow. Uh, so we're, we're one of them. Uh, each turn, each uh, region has a tournament. Some of them, if they don't have enough teams, they have to play in a district to move on. Our, our region's big enough. We actually have two districts within ours. So that's the two tournaments going on right now, the district tournaments. Okay. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more of Todd Hess and Melissa Grau here on the Coaches Show at 94.9 WSJM. City plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Call the crew in blue. Keeping you in your comfort zone since 1902. Hi, I'm Michael Ross. We would like to thank the many generations of families that have continued to choose the Karoon Blue. It is for this reason that we have the ability to continue to offer generations of service to Michigan's great Southwest. Thank you. You have helped us accomplish goals that companies dream of. City Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. A Rheem Pro Partner. Rheem, the new degree of comfort. Normal? New normal? Just what does that mean anyway? This is Jeff Parrott from Parrott Company. We hear it all the time from our clients. There is no normal right now. Workflow, staffing issues, supply and service delays, then your copy or printer starts acting up. We find most of these issues are simply network or user related, but don't fret. Our veteran support team will quickly troubleshoot and get your office back up and running fast, much faster than the out-of-town companies. Local service versus out-of-town service. Compare it to Parrott. Hi, this is Brian Lairs with Campbell Ford Lincoln and Niles. One of the main reasons we invested in the mobile service van is that way we can go out to the customers and we can open up capacity in our service drive where we could get more people in and take care of more customers in a more timely fashion. So we're the only dealer in the market that has a mobile service van. Come down to Campbell Ford, stop by, see us. You can see why it's so easy to do business here at Campbell Ford where the best bottom line is always at the state line. Your monthly cost on entertainment. TV, $100 a month. Internet, $50 plus a month. Cell phone, tack on another $100. Add it all up, you're paying three grand a year at least for entertainment. But what does your radio cost you? Nada. It's free. Free music, free news, free entertainment every single day. No monthly charge, no annual fees. Midwest Family, local. Welcome back to the Coaches Show, and we've got uh, first time ever we've had that we have the sports information director for the junior college conference that covers all the state of Michigan, including Lake Michigan College, Todd Hess, and we have uh, Lake Michigan College athletic director Melissa Grau with us here today too. You know, Todd, one of the things I talked about in the off off the air was who are some of the, the athletes that you have 
covered over your 26 career uh, career that stand out in your covered, mind? Well, Dwayne Belo at Lake Michigan. We've had like 17 different baseball players: Ernie Witt, Mickey Stanley, Dave Rosema, uh, Bruce Berenny. Uh, people may know there's a kid from Henry Ford right now pitching for the uh, Brewers. Schreiber. Wow. Not the Brewers, the Red Sox. Uh, Jackson had Caleb Bayarga that pitched for uh, uh, the Giants. Um, and Grand Rapids back in the day had a uh, All-American that some people may uh, Rob Rex Steiner, better known as Rick Steiner, the mm-hmm. John Gremlin. Uh, I mentioned Aaron Rubio from Macomb, just signed at Central Michigan. Uh, several players of the year, Mott. Um, we've had many great players. Uh, if you go to our uh, MCCA page, uh, I've just built some All-American pages where you can see some of the Vernon uh, Carr back in the day played at Henry or uh, Highland Park. Uh, Walker D. Russell played at OCC. So we've had, we've been a launching pad for uh, several years. Uh, Tom Gillis, people may not know him. They played on the PGA, the European, and the uh, Champions Tour. We played wow. golfed at Oakland. So uh, we've had a lot of good, uh, sent a lot of players on to the majors, and we sent a lot of players on to you know NAI schools. Sure. Uh, four-year schools, but, and they're doing stuff in the business world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a volleyball player at Oakland. Kelly Marinette is a reporter for a TV station Toledo. That's awesome. So, you know, um, we've got a kid from Schoolcraft, Walt Kessler, playing pro in Sweden. So, you know, we have different, you know, not just athletics, but, you know, in the business world. So. And, Melissa, for you as, as Athletic Director of Lake Michigan College, how important or how nice is it for LMC to be part of a conference that has this type of influence when people say, oh, they're just going to play at a junior college, and then Todd can rattle off 20 guys who are playing in Major League Baseball. And then I'm sure that's going to go to other sports where they're moving on to that next level. And, again, it doesn't matter if it's NAIA or Division Three, Two, or One. The fact is they move on to that next level. It's, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. And I think where it really warms your heart is when they come back to you, right? Sure. And they come back and, and visit. Uh, Dwayne, anytime he comes through Michigan and he's, he's jumping on 94, he'll always stop by. And so He's and looking for the next good juicy piece of information. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I'm no. just joking. But, like, even the rest of them, like, it's not just this. I just counted. We had uh, five alumni come back and coach for us. Wow. So it's, That's it's impressive. not just if they make it to the bigs. It's if they graduate and what they actually do with society for their life. Um, how do they give back? And that's that's the good feels, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I'm most proud of. And Todd, uh, how long has the MCCAA been around? We are in our 97th season. Wow, P- I, I guarantee no one knew that. Uh, 1926. In fact, Benton Harbor Junior College was one of the founding members. No kidding. Yes. Uh, if you go to our Twitter and Facebook, I posted. I think it was the 26th of April. Was, 1926 was our first meeting. I posted the minutes. Really? Yes. No. So How many schools were, were part of that? Uh, there were like six or seven. Well, that's a lot. Um, uh, a school I didn't even know existed, Pontiac Junior College was there. And that's no relation to the Oakland Community College that we have now. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so we are the, from my research, we're the third oldest in the NJCA. Uh, Mississippi and Kansas are one year older. So we're coming up on our 100th anniversary. I have some ideas I'd like to uh, I, I'm going to present to the board in June at our meeting that we, I want to start working on. So Yeah, that's well, and you need to, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't yeah. just happen overnight. How many junior colleges offer athletics across the country? Oh, 
500, 600. Wow. I mean, that's just the NJC. You got to remember, California has its own association. They do. Yes, they're their own their own entity. They and I think they have like 200, 300. Wow. And then uh, Washington, Oregon, have an associated Northwest something or other. I can't remember. Okay. What my, but they have like 15 or so. Do Do most states have some sort of version of a junior college? Uh, yeah. Uh, they I may know, call them different. Uh, I know South Dakota doesn't. Kentucky doesn't. There's it's very scarce up in uh, Maine and that, but. Pretty much everybody else does. So if a, when a team goes on to the Nationals, like from softball, then do you travel to cover the Nationals? No, no, I don't. I, okay. I will. I am the, uh, for all but two years since 1995, I'm the, or 2005, I've been the official scorer for the NJCA Division II National Golf Tournament. Wow. So I will be in Plymouth, Indiana the week after the baseball regionals for that, and we'll have three teams from our region and three individuals at that. And maybe for our listeners, I don't know if you can do this or if you want to, what sports are offered in the conference? Okay, we have... Uh, oh, he's got this memorized. Men's and women's cross country, <laughs> women's volleyball, men's and women's soccer, golf, base, uh, men's and women's basketball, men's and women's bowling. If you get a chance, oh. you need to go to a bowling. Really? That is a fun... Those kids are awesome. And that, is, that sport's gotten more popular here yeah. in, in Michigan at the we, high school level. We have 10 schools. We've gone from 4 to 10 in six years. Mm. We have wrestling. We have baseball and softball. So 13. Uh, is that something uh, Lake Michigan College might want to add in the future, bowling? I, I'm just asking a question. You, you are. You are. Okay. I just let's, let's you, you, just have, you have every right to say no comment. You are exactly right. Let's just say we've been looking into it. Okay. Well, I think that, that's great. Seriously, uh, these kids, they're great. They come in, you should see them. They come in with like 13 balls. They have their own equipment. They, wow. they cheer. They, they just don't cheer their team. They cheer the other teams. I mean, it's a fun time. I, I enjoy working. It's a zen experience for me. What What is your favorite sport? If, if, you, if they said, listen, Todd, you can only cover one sport next year, this is it. Softball. Okay. I, I worked when I was a student at Saginaw Valley. I worked with the softball team for four years. I worked with a national championship team. I love fast pitch softball. That's pretty fun. Melissa, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What got you into college sports and, and the role? That, I mean, because, you know, you could do a lot. Everybody can do a lot of different things in life. But what has got, what has, what got you into it and what has kept you into it? Uh, Kathy Lickie oh, yeah. is, is who got me into it. And why do I keep uh, doing what I do? It's it's honestly with, due to the people that I work with. Um, we have an amazing president within Dr. Kubatsky. Um, Nigel Likely, the vice president of student affairs, is a huge supporter. But the biggest thing is the students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you probably get in, to kind of forget reality for a while when you're around them. It, I mean, when I've coached, it's always been like they do more for me at times than I'm doing for them. And they don't even know it. Right. And and I have the pleasure of having nine teams that I get to interact with. And to watch them develop and grow um, and become adults is rewarding. And graduation day has got to be pretty special. Yeah, it's hard not to, to shed a tear or five. Which means you are shedding tears. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't – which – which the which, fifth. <laughs> You can go no comment on that, too, if you want. Uh, 
and I get that. You know, as someone who's coached, you see somebody, you know, go from where they were, which was not, no, it doesn't mean that was a bad, but just how they grow. And you're like, man, you're just so proud of what they've done and what, what they can do at that next level. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the coaches' show here with Todd Hess, Sports Information Director for MCCAA Conference, and Melissa Grau, Athletic Director at Lake Michigan College on 94.9 WSJM. At United Federal Credit Union, we'd like to be the first to say welcome home with a mortgage loan made just for you. Whether you're looking for a construction or lot loan for your future dream home or a mortgage for a home you can move into right away, our expert advisors will help you find the way to your new front door. Get started today with our easy online application at unitedfcu.com mortgage. United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 471962. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love, and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home, too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind, cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at fullcircle.com. See you soon. We love you. One size fits all? There's no such thing. Life isn't that standardized. Everyone is different. When it comes to medicine, truer words were never spoken. Sometimes a prescription for you, a loved one, or even a pet require compounding to avoid an allergic reaction or even converting from a solid pill to a liquid. Rogers Pharmacy fills compound prescriptions. A service that causes some to drive out of town to fill is happily provided by your family-owned food store and pharmacy. Rogers Foodland, the family food store. Hey, you got any gum? Yeah, check my backpack. What's this? Oh, that's naloxone. It can reverse an opioid overdose. I decided to always keep it on me after my friend almost died. It saved his life. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. That makes me want to have it with me, too. You totally should. Check the pharmacy. It was actually really easy to get, and it's easy to use. I definitely will. Thanks. Naloxone saves lives. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. Welcome back to the coaches, our last segment here. And we've got a longtime 26-year veteran, Todd Hess, of Sports Information Director for MCCAA Conferencing. And, Todd, you were talking about uh, you got some postseason tournaments wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, we've got to, obviously we've got the district tournaments finishing today. Uh, we got the Region 12 baseball tournament Friday, when, uh, Thursday, Friday in Saren Jackson. Uh, Monday and Tuesday at Bedford Valley Golf Course, we got the uh, Region 12 golf tournament. All those send our teams to nationals. So uh, if you can't make it out, I'll be covering it on our website and our social media. So yeah, you can follow you on Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. There you go. And Melissa, let's let, give you a chance to promote the school, uh, the college, and uh, some of the coaches and, and what you're doing out there uh, for our listeners at home who have kids who may not know where they want to really go next year or maybe haven't really considered Lake Michigan College. Yeah, so the one plug I'm always going to say is, especially for those students that don't have any idea what they want to do, there's so many different opportunities for students to to look at Lake Michigan College, right? It's not just getting your associates. There are different certificates. But the ultimate goal is to to get you some in a good place to, again, go and find out what you want to do with your life, right? With your career, 
um, you know, eventually you're going to probably end up with a family, so how are you going to take care of them? And so, actually, speaking of alum, I was sitting here and all of a sudden uh, Sarah Heater comes mm -hmm. behind my back and gives me a big hug, right? So, you know, again, doing great things. She graduated from Language College. She's in the culinary sector in our community. And mm. so it's just it's just really nice uh, for students to, to find their niche. And it's a good starting place because a lot of times uh, students just don't really know what they want to do. What are, what are some of the areas for education degree-wise that uh, students can get? I mean... Historically, people have known the college for nursing and stuff, but there's a lot more than that, right? Oh, yes. I think, uh, what do we have, 43 different degree-slash-certificates? Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you have your general studies, you have associates of arts, you have associates of science, and in those you could get psych, soch. There's a whole different, there's a plethora of different um, options for you. Um, and then, obviously, there's the hands-on, so your welding degree and, and electrical and all of all of those. We actually uh, were just approved to do uh, physical exercise science. So that's an exciting degree. I'm so excited about the, that degree. Um, we're bringing in like kinesiology courses. So, and there are so many different areas that a student um, can choose after they obtain that degree, right? And so we're bringing the police academy on. That is, that yeah, is, I saw that. That is yes. huge, isn't it? Because right now everybody's got to go to Kalamazoo. Yep, and so it's that is a huge. summer program. Uh, Brad Byerly did an amazing job. He's put a lot of time, work, and effort into that program. And so it's just, you know, uh, we had an opening day, and they said, let's be the disruptors. And that's what I think. This is the, the turn that Lake Michigan College is taking, to be a disruptor, to bring more to our community, to bring more to our students, not just here locally, but outside of our community as well, and giving them opportunities. And I know the Lake Michigan College has a, a – long-term uh, partnership with the, uh, the tool and die shops yep. uh, getting those young men and women who leave high school and they get a job with a local shop and then they go out to the college and would they get certified or what's that how's there's, there's you can either get a degree or you can get certified yeah okay two different options any coaching changes coming or I would know that doesn't happen much does no. it to junior college um, level we did add another cross-country um, Peter Livingstick McNeils, and so we're excited for him uh, to bring more students and our growth to our cross-country team, but no, we are right where we need to be right now. And maybe go through the list of coaches, and uh, you know they can always call the college if they're interested in playing a sport too, can't and, they? And definitely email, right? Sure. So, uh, Sarah Spoboda and um, Shannon Dingman are women's basketball, mm -hmm. Katie Shire and Jordan Swinehart are softball. Um, Alan Martins and Peter, they're co-coaching for women's cross. We have Rob Elliott Schaffnitz, who is volleyball. We have Alex George, um, and I, I apologize. So on volleyball, too, it's uh, Minnie McVeigh and mm -hmm. Drew Morris. Um, baseball is uh, Kale Pauly, and then we have Jeff Bradford, but our head coach is Alex George. Mm -hmm. Ricky Hampton, Jake Saul, and James Halfley are men's basketball. Um, I already said Peter and and Allen for, mm -hmm. for men's cross, and so am I missing any Soccer? Sports? Oh, yeah, soccer. Sorry. Jeremy Woolery and Woody Woolery are for the women's soccer, and then Isaac um, Hernandez and uh, Patrick Tovar are for men's. Okay. And, I mean, the commitment that the, the board out there and the administration makes to sports is, is huge because I don't imagine any of your sports make money. So they have to, you know, 
there has to be a commitment by the school to fund these these sports to move forward and give young people opportunities. That is a, and that's the piece, right? Like they're invested in our students. Well, as always, Melissa, appreciate you coming in. Todd, nice to meet you. Maybe we'll make this an annual thing, allow you to come in and promote it. Yeah, anytime. I'm sure Melissa will continue to host the softball regionals. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> we get a lot of no comments from Melissa. Have you noticed that? But we want to thank all of our guests that we had on today. We had Fred Smith uh, from Bangor High School slash MSSA representative. Joe Schmidt came in from Bering Springs Soccer. First time we've had them on the show ever. Randy Logan from Benton Harbor Softball. And Melissa Ground, Todd Hess from the MCAA Conference and Lake Michigan College. We want to thank Quinton back at the station for keeping me on track. Next week we'll be back uh, here at the Full Circle Cafe. Phil McDonald will be back, and I'll be here as we start to wrap up the season with our local athletic directors on the Coaches Show at 94.9 WSJM.